Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Well, where we are today is St. Patrick's Church and Graveyard. For anyone who's trying to visualise it over the radio, we're literally just off to the side of the National Opera House here, where there's a small car park on High Street. And this is just inside the old town wall. The back wall here, Alan, is actually the Norman town wall that stretches all the way over to South Scrabby, the other end of town. And you have a French-style church here that was opened in 1203. It's uh, St. Patrick's Church and the graveyard's called St. Patrick's as well. And this was the baby, I suppose, of a very important man called William Marshall, who was a Norman knight. He was the first ever Earl of Pembroke and Wales. He came over here to Ireland to take some land as well. And he decided to get himself a wife. And who did he go to except the very famous Strongbow? And he married Strongbow's daughter, Isabel de Clare. So these were literally like the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie of the medieval word for lack. A, a, a better description but you can see here folks when you walk by it you can see it's actually split in two mm-hmm. with a nave uh, there is even uh, gables for windows there's two bell towers on it so it really is a spectacular church for something that was around in 1200 this would have been an absolutely up-to-date state-of-the-art church and the tombstones and the the, the people buried here what can you tell us about them well there's been burials here since the early 1200s as well uh, from the original headstones that's literally what they were called they wouldn't have names on it to the 15th 16th century stones that are more like the ones we know and what Alan's referring to as well folks is at some point in the 1700s the thatched roof in here was destroyed so rather than fix the church because the population of town had exploded so much what they decided to do was use the inside of church for burials as well mm. so you see an awful lot of burials inside here and of course what you might notice when you see the is that they're Protestant graves so at a certain point in its history like more churches in, in Ireland they were taken and they were made Protestant churches so hence you can see the uh, memorial stones here which are very very beautiful Can we just look at one memorial stone yeah. here Paul because this one here directly in front of us I mean my I don't have my glasses maybe you can tell us what this is uh, yeah, so there, there's lots of, of different ones uh, around the place, obviously. This is a family called Highland. There's still Highlands here in Wexford. Uh, there's several people buried here. Now, you see the heavy stones. They are very, very popular in the 1800s. Uh, we we all probably heard of Birkin here and the body snatchers and things like that. Mm. So a lot of the richer graves do have heavy stones on them to stop the graves being robbed. Mm. Now, there are also three graves in here, Alan, that you can't see. Believe it or not, they don't have stones, but they're very, very important. So there's a grave even here that contains people, uh, rebels from the 1798 rebellion and literally right next to them you have burials from the Norcork militia who were their enemies, they were part of the British Empire, uh, so there's a quite a large grave with those on the hill here behind us and, and another part of the graveyard over here. Yeah we'll just ramble around here we'll Paul. Ramble around to the yeah. side here. Yeah, so this one we're actually in the the, bo- the body of the church. But we're right in the, the middle of the church here at the minute, and off to the side here there's a Cromwellian grave. So the night that Oliver Cromwell came to Wexford, and the wall was knocked, basically uh, the Confederate army got a lot of the Irish men in the centre of town. They were all slaughtered, and people were so afraid of disease and all the rest of it that they were buried in a mass grave here. Mm. So they're actually all on this site since 1649. All buried here. All buried here in this uh, lovely little graveyard. It's so unusual, Adam, because it's right in the middle of town. It's surrounded by houses. Yeah. Uh, and most people have probably never even looked at it. Um, 
you're also referring to earlier on as well because it's such a quiet place we can actually hear the seagulls here because most of the seagulls you see on the sea folks because this is so quiet here they actually have their babies here so we can actually hear some seagull chicks as well uh, so for anyone who's interested in, in nature seagulls and animals actually, yeah. yeah it really is a beautiful where, place where they're nesting. it's where they're nesting it also has lots of various plants here uh, as well because obviously nature's kind of reclaimed the place so we're in the middle of the church and as Alan can attest to you there's ivy and there's trees everywhere so mm. nature's kind of claimed back what we took really yeah and I mean how has the tour been going for you so far this year really good this year Alan um people were on at me in January February and March asking me when we'd be back so obviously last summer went very well and we're very lucky that next week is heritage week in the whole country mm. uh, so at the weekend I'm part of the town all day I'll be telling stories on Westgate from 1 to 5 but then Sunday through the rest of the week I will be bringing people around town as well they can contact me on my phone number it's on all my social media and if, Wexwalks is and Wexwalks is the name of the business and heritage week is the best week to do it and you've taken people from all over the world on the tour where, where where is the furthest someone has come and taken the tour with you? Uh, we've had people from Japan. We've had people from Fiji. We've had people from literally the top of of uh, Newfoundland in America. And that's very funny because they actually have a Wexford accent. Mm. Because a lot of people from Wexford went over there in the 1800s on boats. And because it's an isolated community, they never got an American accent. So yeah. the sound is Wexford as you, you or I, which is... It's quite a funny thing to hear. So we've had people from all over. We've had Germans. We've had English people. And one of the most fascinating things always is when locals come. Because locals are surprised that their town is bursting with this stuff. And how important Wexford was back in medieval times. Yeah, I've I've said that. When I was in Johnstown recently, I went a tour of the castle. Here it is on my own doorstep. And I I hadn't a quarter of the knowledge that I now have from having taken the tour. So if you take the tour, you get... To know more uh, about your own area and Fintan Kelly in, in Enniscorthy has done something similar to you hasn't he? So Fintan is running them in Enniscorthy at the moment, it's an excellent tour uh, and there's a man called Miles Courtney in Uras who's doing it uh, at the moment the three of us are, are working on teaming up with a woman called Cathy Kane and doing a whole day of the 1798 rebellion so you literally start here in town we'll go up as far as Uras for the Battle of Uras, go to Enniscorthy for Vinegar Hill so we're hoping to get that together at some stage but there really is great tours, I mean you don't need to go outside this county to get great history or a great yeah. tour you really don't I mean it's very innovative and uh, um, there's much talk about small and medium enterprise this in itself is a little uh, enterprise isn't it it is a little it enterprise could become a big one uh, you know and I mean I'm very happy doing it uh, you know like I started doing this after Covid because theatre wasn't back and all the rest of it and I love history as much as I love theatre so it really did come at the right time for me but I mean I'd never give this up now it's, yeah. it's a passion of mine and I just love seeing people's faces and, and where is know? the most popular part of the tour Paul or does it differ depending on who takes a tour with you uh, it differs depending on the groups this is a really popular part of the tour because people can't really see it mm. whereas the one on John Street you can look in the gate and get a good impression you really don't know about Patrick's till you're in here yeah. uh, the Friary Church is a revelation to people yeah. an absolute revelation when they see the stuff that we know about locally like St. Agitor mm. and the church dedicated to St. Mm. Anthony of Padua mm. and when you tell them the story about Cromwell being in there with the white horses and the killing of the monks and all the rest of it I mean it really does take people's breath away and when they go over towards Westgate and when they see the town wall we all see little bits mm. of the town wall mm. but when they see the town wall and it's full 29 feet over there you're yeah. just like wow yeah 
like what a building, what what a piece of architecture, and it's still here. It's mm. right in the middle of our town, you know. Mm. We think Wexford's a uh, modern town, but all it's had is a facelift. It's still very much the Viking city that's all around us, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, you have the victory, the victors, and the vanquished all in this graveyard. And there was a poem I think we did on our leaving cert called "Death the Leveller." Yeah, and it certainly is a leveller where we are at the moment, isn't it? Well, this is it. I mean, you have some of the most important people and whoever lived in the town buried in a graveyard like this. You also have paupers who probably didn't make it out of their teens or their 20s mm. but now they're all equal here and they're all part of our history that's great to hear their story you know and the little seagulls and the little seagulls are worth a look as well Southeast Radio's Morning Mix Chat News and your views Alan Corcoran